uh, so welcome everybody to the you know black and white podcast with uh, Steve and Kate. And today it's it's you know it's another interesting week uh, to say the least. Um, a lot of stuff yeah. is happening. Uh, I think a, a lot of public pressure is is really ramping up as you know schools we get closer to like you know schools school the school year starting and still the coronavirus is still in its first wave and and we're seeing all the realities of that um you know just the we're still in the middle of a, one of the largest uh civil rights movements of our of our of our lifetime and uh and on top of that you know the we're in a recession <laughs> you know like it, it's it's as of february we're in a recession yeah. and so uh and so it's it's we're looking at all these intersections and it's just been very interesting to sort of like navigate that uh amongst all the other adult problems that we have to deal with you know and so like how how's it been for you how's it been we're, for well being is a few different things um i live part like I live in Oregon. My goal was to live in Oregon and Arizona, split my time with my family, my children and grandchildren, um, which it's actually happening. So I actually, uh, a couple weeks ago, and the coronavirus has surged, which I actually thought it would. Um, I had it actually early, early diagnosed because they weren't diag they weren't testing everybody back in February March um and I didn't have a fever so they didn't I had all these other symptoms and was really sick for two months um so coming back here there's a virus and literally three people whilst I've been here um not go to school again. They had to close down uh, preschools, um, restaurant bars because people have been getting sick. And people I know, I tested positive for it. And um, and the reactions has been, have been really interesting. So I, I'm experiencing that. And I'm like, it is different. Like restaurant people have to find different jobs because this isn't going away soon. Yeah. Um, I have a good friend who's bartender test and she's a single mother with two kids and she can only pay rent next month then she's out of money pretty much she's she's um and she doesn't get unemployment benefits again like it was before um so and then i have an 70s who her son and girlfriend are his girlfriend are living with them and i she the girlfriend's definitely got on tests so she's now been exposed and so it's it's just it's I get a lot of that and I'm like we life is different as we know it yeah a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement and different opinions about all of that and kind of the the raging that was going on versus now it's settling at least the circle that I'm in it's interesting some people are very much staying in challenging mode and and others are like tired of it and don't understand certain things 
Um, but I certainly see it less in, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the sort of, this kind of goes back to the point of like, only time will tell, you know, uh, because like there'll be waves of like, yeah. you know, looting and rioting and that will pass. And then yeah. there will be, you know, like convictions and, and, you know, sort of other sort of like other detractors. And, but then like really sort of like the general message of the Black Lives Matter movement still sort of comes back to that like core focus as those things sort of pass over. And so, uh, and so, cause I mean, at least in, in Portland, there's still protests. There's still all the stuff going on. It's just that people aren't talking about looting and rioting anymore. You know, it's just, you know, which like, never, then the attention goes off of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was just, that was just a timely thing to like, you know, sort of distract from, from, you know, what the whole purpose is. And so, you know, right now they're not talking about looting and rioting. It's just, they're being silent now until until something else sort of comes up right um and and that's that's sort of well the next thing i think that's going to come up i think i think the next thing and it actually came up this week with um a family member of mine who um you know are the athletes going to go back to professional performance you know i know the uh baseball season they're looking to figure um is trying to do that um and then the football leagues so and how that's all gonna kind of but last week I actually was talking to my family member about um this podcast and what he talked about how he who he's part of a like fantasy football he's into all athletics he watches and he and his friends who are part of this fantasy football league they are not they're going to boycott football this year why they're, because of uh the colin kaepernick uh what's happening with all of that i i hope he really comes on i i asked him if he would consider coming on this podcast because he really presents like the voice of people um that feel certain ways and i you know i love the saying and i don't necessarily agree with you i understand right um but i find myself i i i, I you and i are in such disagreement i just want to be a voice that is able to say a white person's quote questions perspective without it being like I just have to shut up and listen I, I I know that that's what we agreed upon and I and yet hold such an opposing vantage point and so when I was talking to this family member it's kind of like certain white voices are just going gonna go underground you know I've heard racism being spoke about like black people out in front of them rather than underneath hidden and it be really worse but you can't can't it it's not obvious necessarily so anyways he was just saying 
we're boycotting. You know, these, these ass spoiled, pampered, um, have been given enormous opportunities. And I'm told um, to some degree, but in some ways. Um, and this isn't the venue. People want events and they want to forget about life. They just want to watch football and not be a part of a political. And so they're not going to watch football this year. They're going to go golfing. They're going to do other activities, but they're not participating. They're going to boycott and infringed upon. You know, you get paid a lot of money and you, you given opportunity, you know, I, I knew I've seen what Colin's been trying to do and I understand it. I have always, but I never did a lot of background searching on him at all. So I was challenged to do that. And so I found out that he, cause member was like, he's got white parents, you know? And I was just like, okay. So I, I did some background searching and he had, as adoptive, he was adopted at five weeks old. And, um, but he, his birth mother is white and his birth father is, I want to say somewhere in Africa. I can't remember. I have it up here. So, but he was raised in a white home and then California. And so I've just been doing some searching on that. So it's not like, oh, he, he comes from a middle class family you know and you know in a white community and his parents did you know the best that they could very proactive in heritage so it was interesting so I asked this family member if he, he would come on and and the first is kind of like no because one he doesn't want to hear or be like I said you you come and say whatever you would like to say you're not there can be a, a dialogue but this isn't a place where, where at least with me within the podcast there's no disrespect going to be happening that's a respectful dialogue honest one and and i said you know and whatever anybody else thinks it it's still an important dialogue he you know disrespectful either way in the sense of being like having this just shut down and be cursing at each other hearing the different voice and having the difference of opinions and and productively you know and I said you you would be welcome to do that and maybe <laughs> we'll see <laughs> from him and I think it would be a really good perspective yeah, I think um not saying right or wrong. Well, yeah, I think, you know, the uh the obviously, you know, any anybody that's being critical of Colin Kaepernick and what he was trying to shed light on in this in this, you know, in this time is 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 very problematic. Um uh because you can it's very hard to argue that what he was talking about was not a serious issue uh, that affects, you know, that affects people. 
you know, and uh, particularly the people that he's watching on the football field uh, and their communities. And so, uh, and so, you know, it, it's uh, often you sort of hear this, um, this, like, like people don't, people, people are not upset when, when people, when the NFL talks, a, a has cancer awareness month and, and all of, all of the teams wear pink rather than their Jersey colors. People aren't upset about that. You know, it, it's not talking about cancer and talking about how that affects people's lives. Uh, isn't a, it isn't a political issue. Uh, it's a, it's an issue that people rally behind because there's empathy around that. And, uh, but when it comes to, you know, stuff that pertains to the players and their community and the black community, which, uh, which for, you know, lack of a better term are the, that's the community that's driving the, uh, the entertainment of football. You know, you can't, it's really hard to, it's really hard for, for black people uh, to, to disconnect from the realities of being black, even if they're playing on the football field, um, because that it hits close to home for them. And it, well, and, it, and I, I would say, I, but I would say, and so, because I don't know that I can even, um, come back with a proper perspective because I'm not holds that perspective, but this person flat out said, and this is the art people with actors as well, who want to take a political standpoint. It's like, look, you, and I've worked on movies, so I know how pampered, pampered is when you, they are very pampered and they are paid very well too. And so their audience is they have become the work they that they do. Their job is to perform as an athlete and the pe people who watch and become ardent fans are only really wanting your performance and this family member of mine is saying you get paid really well man and i have a difference of opinion than you do just leave it there and if you're not going to i'm sick of this you get paid great you know no i want to hear it i just want to watch football i just want to watch basketball i just want to watch baseball i don't want i've had a rough week you can so let's just play football for fuck's sake you know i mean yeah you know and, that's and kind of yeah it, the the interesting that i've seen is that to some uh, degree yeah like the interesting thing that i've seen with sort of that response is that um the 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 protesting and stuff hasn't affected the game you know, like this stuff happens before the game even starts. Yes, it has, because they would say they would say it has because I have to hear about it all the time. Well, but but it's not affecting the game. I'm hearing about it now. It's not just about football. Yeah. Well, well yeah, it, it's like if you watch a football game, like the, the game of football, you know, they score touchdowns, they, they run plays, all that stuff. You know, the people like 
everybody they're trying to win you know it's just that you know they're addressing the issue at the beginning of the game and they address the issue when they when people interview them post game you know but but when you watch the highlights there is you don't see a whole you don't see people protesting in highlights you see people playing throwing playing shooting you know scoring points you see you see people making tackles you see you see the game of football it's just that people were upset that right but i think using the platform right and and but that's but that that but to conflate right. the, but to conflate the actual game uh with the platform that's being used uh by the athletes that's two different things that are often conflated and because it's like but, you, you know you watch but in watch, that though But you have a difference of opinion. And again, yeah. I'm only trying to to give an, uh, some kind of voice to a person, which I can actually understand. I don't necessarily agree, but I understand it. And that's important to understand it, even if I don't disagree. Even if yeah, I disagree. I, co I completely understand it. Uh, I agree with it. You know, so, you I, know. I, I completely understand it. And he's saying, it. and his friends are saying, like, what if they disagree with with the bat look i'm gonna read something that was put up on facebook and it's like there is an argument that every generation and every has its cry has its perspective has had its suffering and they're different and unique and they're so it's like which so if people don't agree that black lives have suffered more with black lives movement and they are athletes and they are football watchers right and they work hard all week don't make this and it's just like i don't want to hear this and i don't know you know i don't want to hear about it i don't want to be challenged about it i don't care i just want to be left alone to play football or to watch football now i'm not agreeing with that necessarily but yeah. i'm saying could there there is there are absolutely so much so now that these very um you know absolute people who participate in the are saying i've had enough of this i'm done i don't even want to watch because i'm sick of it so that's so then now let me segue Red, and now we're going to switch to about well i'll just read it so somebody posted um, and it's a little lengthy, but you'll get the gist of this. I'm so confused right now. I see signs all over saying Black Lives Matter. I'm just trying to feel lives matter. It's not Black cops. They don't seem to matter. It's not my Black conservative friends. They're told to shut up them by the Black counterparts. It's not Black business owners. Their property does not mean anything. It's not Blacks who fought in the military destroyed by the black lives matter protesters with disdain so which black lives matter again i can't keep up i just can't i'm exhausted I'm supposed to do believe and be offended and outright outraged by next two months ago first responders were all the rage heroes we gave them free coffee meals and cheers as they drove by today we hate them and want them defunded because they can't be trusted. 
truck drivers were the heroes as well for keeping America moving and the grocery store stocked. Today, we blocked the roads with protesters, dragged them out of the cabs and beat nurses and doctors are still cool for now, but they may be unemployed. They too are heroes unless of course they truly believe all lives are filled with hate and are part of a problem like so many others. Just 45 days ago, protests weren't essential and were considered criminal, selfish, and murder gloriously critical and celebrated. All of the obvious criminal and murderous activities are simply ignored. If you protest, you are selfish and you will spread a virus. If you protest, loot, and riot for social justice, you are a warrior and the virus sees. Trust the experts. No, not those experts. Don't wear masks. For three months, nothing was more important than social distance. In fact, liberties for it. Canceled schools, medical, blah, 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 all of that stuff, businesses. Then came social justice, and social distance was no more. Things are more cut and dry, though. A thousand people at three memorials for someone they never even met. It's a matter of respect, but a hundred or less people, Black Lives Matter. Of course they do. Then multiple black police officers and, and individuals were killed during... I don't see any outrage. Black individually owned businesses burned to the ground. Silence. Deadliest weekend in Chicago. Nothing really confused now. Look at the data. No, not that data. Do the math. No, you can't do the math like that. Only the experts can interpreting the data differently. So just listen to the black community leaders. No, not them. If you are some, if you speak, you are part of the problem. If you ask, you don't understand. If you don't ask, you don't care. It's also unpredicting. Nothing adds up. I don't understand. So that a little bit, but you get the gist. Yeah, and I think that this is so the the quote that the quote that often comes to mind is one of the one of like the the most you know edgy quotes of of Martin Luther King. Let me see. Yeah, one of the the most edgy quotes of Martin Luther King. Like what? Where is? Well, I'm definitely not gonna write that. And so he said that um, I had hoped that the white moderate would understand that the present the present tension in the South is a necessary phase of the transition from obnoxious negative peace in which Negroes passively accepted his unjust plight to a substantive and positive peace in which all men will respect the dignity uh, and worth of human of humankind. And so when we when we talk about when I listen to sort of like the 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 frustration from sort of the, the quote unquote white moderate uh, you often hear a lot of the same, a lot of the uh, specific talking points that like will continue to be reoccurring. 
they'll they'll talk about they'll talk about uh Chicago as if you know the the black community or the 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 plight of black people are are representative of Chicago, one specific place, one city uh in America uh amongst other cities. You'll you'll talk about the um you'll you'll often uh throw black cops in there and black military in there, but not but not address the issues that black cops and black and black veterans actually address as it pertains to the unjust treatment of them uh in these institutions and how if they were if they were if they were white they would not be experiencing the the level of um the level of uh, persecution and the level of treatment that they're receiving uh especially with physicians in healthcare you know like if you go on twitter literally like uh, among any of uh, among any other time in history uh black physicians are really voicing their opinions about how they are treated as they were going through school as they uh, were going through medical school during their residencies, uh, even treating patients and the, and the things they had to look past and they had to accept just to even become a physician. Uh, you know, even EMTs. I mean, if we're literally talking about this, Breonna Taylor was an EMT. She was killed unjustly by police officers and, and they still have, there's no accountability for that. And so to that point, it's like, if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to try to lump all these civil, you know, all these different things into it and say, you don't understand, but then the killers of Beyonce Taylor are still there, you know, they're still out on the street. Like it, 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 it shows me, it shows me that, you know, like it, it just tells me that like that, that post is very insincere because they are, they are not informed when they're writing this. And so, you know, we could, we could have a voice of opinion and we could, we could, you know, argue which way or not, but when there are specific examples that, uh, that you're just looking past to plead a point, then, then it, it's really hard for me to take that, give that the, give that the respect that it probably deserves. Um, because it, it, it just, it just comes so, across as very interesting. So I, I, it's interesting. Okay. So your takeaway is if it's very insincere. And when you said that, that felt dismissive. But then you said something underneath after that. I don't know that this post is insincere. I think the, there's levels of understanding that changes that perspective. It's who's willing to go deeper to the deeper level levels accept the challenge to go to that deeper level who's willing to do that not a lot of people have the time the energy like even as you bring up Brianna Taylor again and we talked a little bit about this the last podcast like there is a there are that why these guys are still out because of how police officers and their intent even going into that situation so that they're not just like let off a hook just because they're being this is being examined it's, and the truth is is that prosecutors are looking at this and how cops are allowed to go in police officers go into that, that type of situation I, she they did not want her to die they didn't want to kill her so on both sides sometimes they're 
there has to, you have all, and it's not easy to, it's not easy to. I don't know that this is insincere. I think it's a perspective. Now let's now do you want to really, you know, pick this apart? Let's unpack that. You know, let's see what's underneath all of this and look at the deeper understandings. Like you just, being a black person in any field, police officers. I mean, I, I can't imagine being a gun. And, and you're, you have to be in constant conflict, constant conflict with what's happening right now. Have to be. But to do the job, to keep the job, that has to be contained somehow. And you still have it as you are ordered to proceed to some degree, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think to to your point of like uh, your response to the word insincere, that's how black people feel when they hear yeah. people bring up Chicago, and and people bring up all these sort of these you know quote unquote, there like you're uh, like but it's but it's bad. Well, and but but is it is it bad because there's because there's a lot of black people. Or is it bad because of the inst of the the situation and the institutions and the segregation that is currently there that uh, that perpetuates these problems that happen to people? So the but the black on black from the outside white perspective, okay, we don't live in these communities, and these communities. have taken years and years and years and years and years to have this all be the way it is right now, okay? And, and it's, there's no disagreement about that, right? But the black on black crime is real. And white people look at that and it's, you know, look at white people and their racism. you're doing this to yourselves as well. You're doing this to yourself. Stop that. I, Stop I think, common sense. Stop. I, I think the, I, I think it, it does, um, it does, it, it becomes difficult uh, to, to look at that when uh, you have the combination of, of white people that are being, uh, hypercritical of a community that is disenfranchised, and then they and then they use the word the term black on black crime uh, as they separate uh, crime, which is you know uh, shouldn't be you know tacked on to race, and they and they try to plead the case for um, you know like all lives matter and being all inclusive. And so, and so the, the clear distinction of that, really just looking at where, where the term black on black crime came from, you know, and, and what is the purpose of using that term when what we're talking about is uh, not black on black crime, but really the term, uh, really, the, really the, the, con, the concept of crime in, uh, in an impoverished area with very, very low opportunities and with the population that is, is systemically and historically disenfranchised. And so for, for, people, for people to navigate that, it, it's, it's difficult. And then when you tackle on black, you associate that with black people particularly, 
and say that this is a black people problem when you know you understand the context of black black people are uh experience you know essentially the most uh, the most health disparities black people experience the 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 least opportunities for economic economic improvement black black people experience the 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 worst uh the worst you know advantages of education they're more likely to experience the worst schools they're more likely to uh be fired from their jobs they're more likely to not be hired for their jobs even if they have qualifications they're more likely to be shunned out of living in certain areas because there are actual laws on the books that are restricting uh black people from uh from moving into those areas and then you and then you compound all those with you know a global pandemic and then you compound all those with uh a, a recession and you compound all those with you know uh really you know like institutions that perpetuate um you know racism and stuff and so you and so you have to look at it you you have to take a you have to take a step back and say like okay if if we're talking about you know coming together and 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 helping one another and doing all that but then you talk about uh you talk about well look at chicago and black on black crime it's like you know that that's that's where that's where the um that's where the understanding um becomes problematic where you're trying to understand something but in in reality like if we're trying to come together why would you why would you try to use chicago and black on black crime as an example uh well but but pe people who aren't who are just living lives they're they're yeah. look when you're just trying to work a job you've got four kids so you're overwhelmed trying to provide for your family and you know you just doing the best you can you see this defund the police and you're going wait they were the heroes of 9-11 when you have something happen to you 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 want the cop but we want to hate on them we and again we're taking the time to go to understand the intricacies of where this outcome are. and yet in the outcome it has you know a, a vantage point if i'm being like if i have an experience with is my when my kids were young and i lived in the suburbs of chicago at the time and i literally around um i was directing a play and at at the church i belonged to and um i got a night time and it was a black man who was like hey i'll shovel your walk like i'll shovel you know the snow oh side you know part of my driveway and i just was like man thank you but i don't you know i I don't have a single mom broke and um because i was directing this play church family um family had made a bunch of food for me so i didn't have to think about it 
And he's like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of hungry. I said, listen, I have to give to you. But I don't, I said it like five times because I felt bad. I was like, I don't have any money. And so you don't have to do it. That's okay. So he shoveled everything. And, um, and I put together this whole forks, knives, drinks, a full package of everything. And I think I threw in a couple dollars. That's all I had. I had nothing. Really, he, I gave it to him and I was so grateful. He'd done a great job. And he looked in the bag and he, he got angry at me. I was like, I, I told you I had no money. He's like, and he started cursing at me. Like, how, I do all this and this is what you do to me and blah, blah, blah. I was like, really? I already, this was our deal. He took the money and threw the food. And I was like, wow, okay. Okay. Okay, what do I do with really angry and violated? Like, I was really honest and I care about people. Um, and I admit in, in a suburb and a black man in the evening, single mother with three kids knocks at my door. I'm like, okay, I tried, but it left a really bad. So I mean, there are systemic reasons for all of that. There is, but what do I, I do? I try still didn't happen. Right. Is he accountable for anything that he did? How he treated me? Is there any, so this is just a little violated by some person. This happened to be a black person. Yeah, and and I think that that that's I've never the been distinction. A young black. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the distinction right there. You know, like this happened. This happened. This is you know a a story of you know people interacting with people. It it just so happens that the person happened to be black. But there's a distinction between uh, looking at it that way and saying that this is this is what happens. This is what happens to when you when you interact with black people, where it 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 comes with a different it comes with a different level of uh, it comes with a different level of understanding when you say uh, when you use that as an example as an example of dealing with black people opposed to dealing dealing with people. Like this person just happened to be black. And, and that goes to the same point of like with crime, where you say black on black crime versus crime uh, in a high crime area. If it's black crime in a high crime area, you're, you're associating with that, you're associating all the crime that happens with black people with, with black people in general uh, living in Chicago. Well, I, I feel like black people, like when we say black, on black crime too it's like again from an outside white perspective if you're not in and know all the ins and outs of it within those communities that are so disenfranchised right but the people who live in those communities are to their own 
their own people are keeping them hostage. Just like when my son was in Afghanistan, you know, for him to throw over the fence to the kids in Afghanistan. He's like, in Kabul. And he's like, don't, don't send any of it. Because when we do, the adults go over and like smash them away so that they can get it. He's like, the Afghani is hold. If they don't participate in the Taliban, you know, they're going to kill family members, stuff like that. So, so that's something unaware of to the degree that I understand it now. So I feel like the black community at times is held hostage to their own communities as well. And yes, there is all these reasonings, but if you're only on the outside looking in, you're like, stop that, let's stop that. Let's start, start there, let's stop that. How do we stop that? Yeah, and, 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 that's, and, and that analogy, I, I, I suppose, is not, I think it, it goes to the point of like, you know, people that say that stuff are people that don't know and they're frustrated that they don't know, uh, don't necessarily have the, uh, don't have the information, enough information to speak on that issue. And so if, if we're talking about, if we're talking about, um, you know, the power of words and, and having an understanding or a perspective, uh, in order for you to, in order for somebody to take that perspective uh, and, and, and respect that, that difference of opinion, you have to be informed. And, and so when you, when you say, when you talk about these blanket things about Chicago and, and black on black crime, but you, but you've never been there or you're not a part of that community and you don't know, you don't understand the context in which all these things are happening, you're ill-informed then uh then you and you and you say these things and then and then when uh when people that are more informed than you uh address the address the things that you're saying uh and and the and the you know the the rebuttal is well you know i have a job and like i'm trying to do all these things i'm tired i don't know people there all these different things that like expose expose that you're just in ill-informed then uh then it then it comes to the sincerity of like what you're talking about and uh and that often goes to where where uh where my mind goes where you know i grew up i grew up in a in a in an area that is is known for you know a high crime rate and i understand that you know uh those those are those are because of institutions and and generations of trauma and all these different things and if you were to take those people uh, out of that situation and put them in other situations that that those people would make better, uh, different choices that are probably more more adaptive to the you know to a positive you know uh, more positive adaptive behaviors uh, opposed to maladaptive behaviors and uh, and that's that's exclusive you know that's independent of them being black people but that's just that's that's dependent on them just being human and people. But when you look at the intersections of them being black in that situation, it, it predisposes them or, you know, there's data to support that uh, given a given a particular definitely. population and uh, put them in a situation, De that they, you know, put them in a situation where they can't escape. And, and there's institutions that sort of go against them in, in, in direct and indirect ways, then you know what you know what the, the end result is going to be. 
you know what happens when when there's no job right. opportunities there's lack of educational opportunities there's lack of there's lack of economic opportunities and there's there's nowhere for people to go and they still got to pay bills you know and then and then there's the the conflicts of human nature where you know in any given situation there's going to be there's going to be you know there's going to be robbing you know there's going to be thieving there's going to be there's going to be homicides there's going to be those things you already know that's human nature it happens it, you know stands the test of time but when you have those intersections uh, happen all at once you 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 know that you know the end result is what the end result is going to be and then and then the criticism becomes okay well you know given that we all have data and we know how this is going to be you can't be hypercritical of of the people that are experiencing that and also trying to pay bills and raise their kids because it, it, it and so it comes to a price of privilege where um, the, the people that are bit, that are critical of this, that are that are talking about black on black crime and in Chicago and all that are the very people that are not experiencing those things. And and they're not experiencing those things, one, because they're not black or two, because they uh, they are worried about their their stuff in their own community that they're trying to struggle with and they're not informed. And, and so that's where it becomes where, you know, like, but even, but even if they, but, but, but caring about victimized by, you know, their own people, you, you, the question, even though the question is like, well, what about this? They're still caring. Like people are being, hurt are being destroyed you know like so I do you know and again I'm I'm things that are real perspectives from people who don't under do they want to delve as deeply as the answer to those questions um Uh, need? Probably not. And it was interesting. And again, it takes me to another thing that I, I watched and I'm going to send to you. Um, I think as well, I watched this Netflix uh, documentary that Chelsea Handler did. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was, a, and it's I thought that was really low privilege. It's me, Chelsea. And she did this a couple years ago, quite frankly. And so I watched it and heard on this whole white privilege. Well, she was, when it was st first starting to come out and she went to examine it. And she's from, gosh, I want to say she's from Michigan, from New Jersey. And she was in a large family, youngest, and she like went off the rails as to her personally at like 17. And she started dating a black guy in, in her school and she started living at his house with his mother and his grandmother she got twice and had abortions so she went on to be Chelsea Handler got out of the situation um, and her boy um, got arrested and spent 14 years in jail and now he's out of jail and he He's got, he's trying to like, 
put his life back together. And so she went back and she went to a lot of different people to talk about white privilege. But she then her own life, which made her actually kind of uncomfortable. And what that revealed, and it would be a prime example of what we're at right now. Yeah. Her, so she's a woman, white, in the car. She gets stopped. They get stopped by the police. She's got pot on her. Or, or nothing, the cops let her go. But they arrest him. So now he begins this process of being in the judicial system. And all the consequences, everything that she did exactly the same things. He eventually did harder drugs on the wheel, right? His mother was a drug addict. He didn't want to be, but then he started down this road. But then he became a part of the system. He began doing harder drugs. And Chelsea, because she was never helped, like he got arrested for doing the same things that she did three or four, four times, forgot a, a, arrested once not once, yeah. doing the exact same thing he did. Mm -hmm. And she, and her family finally came in and was like, like, this is bad. And what she realized and what it was very clear as they were talking is that only thing that was different was it was a guy and he's black and she was this cute white who was doing just the same things she had no accountability whatsoever and got to go have a great and he's still you know finally out trying to make life work yeah and that actually was vaulting it showed the disparity just so i would recommend it really highly sad really eye-opening that in and of itself was real and even she went into like clubs like an all black uh thing where it's mainly black people who want to speak openly about their experience so she brings this crew in her to talk about you know white privilege and one chick was just like i actually feel really angry that you're here only speaking because I want to say that and I even don't like the fact that I'm addressing this but like you you're the epitome of white privilege you get to bring your crew in with ask these questions and and really kind of handed her ass to her and it's it was real it's like but then you go well what what do you want me to do but it was very interesting I'd highly recommend it yeah and like uh and I thought that was a that was really like a, a, you know, a, when we're talking about like using your privilege in a, in a positive way. I mean, that yeah. was a, that was a perfect example of it because, you know, like it, when you, when you talk, when black people talk about these things and they try to like address the issues of like injustice and being treated unfairly, then, uh, you know, one of the, one of the counter, the, one of the cowering points is, well, look at what you guys are doing in your community. How are, how are we supposed to take you guys seriously if you guys don't take yourself seriously? Um, and, and so it's it, like to that point, it's like, you know, when, when these things are happening, 
and people were trying to process this and navigate their lives despite understanding how they're going to be treated. Uh, and then you just try to address that. Uh, it becomes sort of a, it becomes sort of a affront to your existence. And, uh, and it's just, it's just really interesting. You know, I think if we all had, if black people had the answers to, to how to address this properly, uh, you know, like we, like it, we would be in a different place, but, uh, but it, it's, it's ultimately, you know, it, it, it's tough, you know, it's tough. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely glad that like, you know, things like this are coming out. Well, and and well, what I really, when you were just speaking about like the difference in kind of using your, I think that that's kind of the example of like, so here's the difference between one way or the other. Okay. So as we were talking about Colin Kaepernick, right. And yeah. how he, you, you choose to turn on a football game, you want to watch football, and you're addressed with this political perspective. Human, someone's taking a stance, right? Yeah. But he's using the very venue that he's paid to just play football at, right? So you team football, and you think, I'm here to watch football, um, but I have to, in order to watch football, I have to hear this perspective that I don't want to be challenged by. I just want to watch football and I don't want to think about this stuff, right? Yeah. Whereas Chelsea, so if you want to watch football, you're now, it's re a requirement that you be kind of forward, kind of force fed this political perspective, right? Well, and you have to kind of, would, you're, you don't have a choice. Yeah, I think uh, I unless think, you choose not to watch. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I think the the perfect example is like why why is it that um, why is it that addressing police brutality is a political statement, but uh, but addressing you know the effects that cancer has you know uh, cancer awareness isn't a political statement. Right. Right. Well, because so one is health and one is about a community that it's very diverse and it's and it's transient but not and, necessarily because uh police brutality uh well cancer disproportionately affects black communities uh compared to white communities and 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 just like police brutality does and so there, there are a lot of parallels between those two, and 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 those parallels uh, go down to how the intersections of race play a part in that. And and so it and so it it, it becomes a broader question of why is it that, um, why is it that, you know, that that cancer isn't a political statement when there's a racial component to it. But uh, but addressing police brutality is, even though those both uh, affect lives and they affect both white and black, and there's a racial component to it that perpetuates the injustices in the country. Um, so it's so I think I think sometimes 
I, I actually happen to be a Christian, right? My faith yeah. is based in Judeo-Christian um, um, belief, but I absolutely disagree with, I'm ashamed of the many of the Christianitations out there. I'm appalled, repulsed, embarrassed, crying over what that looks like. Um, and then when it talks about, uh, so as a belief within the all perspective is that Christians, you know, this country was founded on, our country was founded on religious freedom, right? We yeah. escaped whatever. Um, so, but the very people who, who want to force, you know, like even prayer in school, in a public school, I sent my kids to a small prayer. Um, and where my faith could be a part of their education. Yeah. Um, I don't think it should be in public schools. It's not the appropriate place for it. And my, my discussion with people often is, well, if you had a Muslim of the public school said, your child has to pray, you know, during, you know, we're going to kneel and pray and do all of things that a Muslim would out of their frip, they would be out of their minds for that yeah. even to be a part of anything. And they're ignoring the fact that we have tree and you would be appalled at that, but you're doing the very same thing by wanting it to be your Christian yeah. faith. Yeah. That's to your point of saying, look, we have no problem with the, I think it's the difference between people do look at public health issue. It's like when people try to start to talk about gay and black, you know, they're different. You know, if you're gay, you're gay, if you're black, you're different. Um, and so in doing that, I think what I, gosh, I was thinking of this example, yeah. I was listening to you. Um, I, to finish the point of like, I think with the football, it's, it feels like to have to look at this and forced when I'm a fan and you don't have the right to force me to have to look at. And whereas like with what Chelsea's done, I chose to go see her program. I made a choice to do that. Yeah. Not program. Not everybody's going to go to that, but it's, if you want to understand this more, this is available to you. Whereas in a setting as football where you're there to just watch football and you don't, maybe you don't even want to be confronted about cancer either. You know, yeah. we shouldn't do that either. But, right. Like but if we're the not going to response gonna, is like, that, uh, the response is that people aren't boycotting cancer and, and, and so understanding sort of like, uh, you know, this all doesn't happen in a vacuum. You know, why is it that people will look past cancer but when you, whenever you mention something that affects the black community, uh, you just want them to just play football, and you don't want them to to show that they're actually the same community would tell tell actors to just act and shut up. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's just do your job and shut up. I don't want to. Yeah, but yeah, but then it. Uh, but then you, you know, yes, but I just then, want to watch you perform. Yeah, and I think the uh, the the hop the hypocrisy comes to 
you know, when, when people were like during the, the whole coronavirus thing where, you know, people, uh, you know, it's a public health emergency and, and people were trying to open up their doors so that they could cut hair and they could pay their bills. Uh, but, you know, like you're putting people at risk of dying by, by doing that. And, and so it, so it becomes like, okay, the hypocrisy is okay. If, 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 you know, if life matters and we're supposed to be equal and we're supposed to be like, you know, all for each other, then why would you, why would you risk uh, making money over, over killing people? Uh, when, when you could literally, like when you could do something else. Well, because these, Stephen, people are losing, yeah. Like you could right. do something else. People, but like that's just at the, at the end of the day, you know? But, but here with that, but here's the thing. I go to Walmart, like if I go to Walmart or I go to the grocery store or I go to like, there are thriving liquor stores. You know, yeah. I have mm -hmm. friends who I'm like, thank God they're not closing the liquor stores, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, why is it these places that are more corporate are remaining open and the small well, it's uh, all our businesses yeah, take the precautions. Yeah, one of the things is because um, it there is a financial cost to to taking these precautions, and so a lot of the a lot of the salons and everybody like um, like one of the more popular salon one of the like more popular like um, salons and and hairstylist places in North Northeast Portland they had to shut down because they had to look at that. They had to look at how much it's going to cost to adapt to the, the precautions that were available. Cause they actually had, right. to, they have to, they have to hire right. people that are, uh, they have to hire people specifically to, to follow people around and wipe things down and, and make sure that they're clean and sanitized. And so just from a, from an economic That's perspective, right. I mean, it perpetuates these things, but like at the end of the day, it's because they're trying to keep people safe. And so a lot of the, you know, a lot of the businesses and stuff like that are trying to open up. They, they don't have, they don't have the, the liberty to hire people as full-time employees to, to wipe all these places down and, and limit all this stuff because, uh, you know, it's, that, that's, that's the reality, you know? And, and, and so to overlook that, and, and, and make it because, you know, like it's a control thing. Uh, yeah, there is a level of control, but we're in a global pandemic. I mean, you know, like it's, you know, like these are the, the experts are coming up with this stuff and these experts are physicians, you know, and health professionals. But you know what, the mayor in Oregon and in, in, uh, Gresham, Gresham is a small, is a big, suburb Oregon and um within that community the mayor quit he had to quit because he's also a private business owner tanking and people are going into bankruptcy families who own businesses yeah mm -hmm. and like he had to he stopped take care of his family and he had any and his and their their business is no more yeah and, at this point yeah so he's like and and there's and and as we've seen in reopening too soon it's like, like just like the case yes bike it listen 
I just told you I had a family member who's my, my aunt and lived together and she, you know, uh, had to come home because somebody, she just got confirmed diagnosed with a text as we were talking that, yeah. yep, she has this and she's sick. She's really, and my aunt is had heart problems and stuff. So she's now, so it's like this, this social distancing, you're right. It saves lives, but the people who I'm opening a small business as this hit, and I'm not kidding you. I will never open a small business where social action is part of the equation uh in-person interaction ever again yeah and yeah. i w i'm so good with i that i owe people monies now and yeah because people still i know small coffee businesses who are like still under their lease they can't you know get they're losing everything you yeah. know and they're trying to stay afloat and they're just not going to be able to yeah. I mean, like one of the things um, that happens, so it's, it's everywhere you go. Yeah. Like one of the things that happened is, um, you know, I was working with the team on a documentary and, you know, me getting paid was predicated on yep. them, uh, them getting into film festivals and making money off of that. And, and right. then all this stuff happened. So it, you know, like, you know, everybody's right. feeling it, and that's, it, you know, like everybody's feeling it. Like it, it's, it's like is. nobody, totally. nobody, like there's nobody that doesn't have a story like that. Uh, but then it becomes like, okay, right. well, what is it, you know, uh, is it, is it worth it to sort of somehow make it on top when everybody is, everybody is failing or, or is it to, you know, come together and make sure that we uh, come together and make sure that we all survive this. Uh, and that often becomes the, the conversation. So how do we, so I, I think that that's why when this do this, you know, I know that there's language and purpose to stirring the pot. I, I, I have always just want, I want to be effective. I want to really change something like you do as well, different, but I really do like, how can we change when somebody's so overwhelmed in their lives and to have to, like, again, I use this analogy a couple podcasts ago, but like, if you had cancer, you care about cancer. Well, field, and you don't have anybody who's mentally unstable and hurting and all that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not really listening necessarily, you know, because that niche of, you know, problems. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's some of it. it, it it's if you're not in it, and I think some people are feeling like, well, you got to get in, and now we're not going to give you a choice. Well, it, it's, and I, I think it becomes, it, if you want to speak on it, then you, you better get in. Otherwise, don't speak on it. Uh, Otherwise, don't speak be held it. accountable for it. Yeah, right. yeah, like, yes. and, and and that becomes but, a thing. But, like, uh, you have to be uh, if you're going to speak on it and you want to and you want to voice your opinion and have a perspective, uh, then get involved and and understand uh, understand what you're talking about. Uh, well, you know, and like I said, we're cutting it. Look, I, I'm not thrilled with Amazon that Jeff Bezos doesn't pay taxes. 
Amazon yeah, doesn't yeah. pay taxes. You know. And I, I stopped using it. I'm like, you know, and it's convenient, but I can't believe that. I yeah. just can't believe it. And you know, it's, and so this family member's like, I'm not watching football because I don't want to have to be forced to, to hear something or to think about something black people badly i do my part i'm just raising my family and i'm focused on that and i just want to watch football yeah. i don't hurt anybody i care but i don't want to be forced to have to be in if well, all i'm really supposed to be yeah i think it i think it becomes a it becomes a matter of um well it, it speaks to the issue that like black people have for uh for the white community is that you know, when 9-11 happens and when cancer happens and, and when all these things happen, you know, like we all come together for, for one thing or another, you know, and that's the expectation yeah. of like Americans. But when, when things are happening to black Americans, it becomes a, it becomes a political issue and becomes something that has to have a, yeah. that has to have a perspective on it. And so the frustration comes with, okay, well, you have no problem watching us, you know, watching us risk our bodies for, uh, for your entertainment. And you have no problem with us, you know, doing all these things to, to give you an escape from your life. But when we want to, when we want to address issues that are affecting us, uh, you want, you, you feel like you're being forced to, uh, to see it, to see, to see us, uh, as human and in our, in our plights and stuff. And so, and so the frustration becomes, you know, like, why is it that, why is it that we have no problem, you know, rallying against your causes, but when it's a cause that we, that affects us and that we have control over, why is it, why is it, um, why is it a political topic? Um, you know, when we're just, so, uh, we're so, addressing, so here's, you know, it's a question, right? So here's the thing though. So think about, um, approach. Look, Malcolm X, um, Martin Luther King, how they, how they went about this was different, you know, when yeah. they, when it was their time and when that happened. Um, and just even like the fist, like it's a fist in your face. And I, I get the fist. I'm just saying when it's, when 9-11 happened, we all united and it was against people. But I remember a, a certain sect of uh, Muslim, not even Muslim buttons, and he was murdered in Phoenix, actually. Um, I can't think of anybody who didn't think that that was Pauline. Um, but I can't, um, I, I don't know anybody who thought that that was okay to do because it, in like 11. Um, and so I think sometimes, again, I'm, I'm only trying to, oh, you're right about that. There's people who don't, they're like, well, we do care, but now you're, things that people are being hurt, people are being killed. So all of that, like the reaction to 9-11, like no, 
people didn't start burning things down. You know, they did kill some people of different cultures. So yeah, the opposition could be because of the aggression and the damage and the the which it's being put, stated and the expectation that. You know, yeah, I think yeah, and I think uh, only time will tell uh, with uh, with that because it will be interesting uh, as the like the looting and the rioting and everything dies down, how how consistent that same message will still be, where even when there's not looting and yeah. rioting, will there still be that same sort of opposition, uh, and and if so then that comes to that comes back to sort of like my point of like it being insincere because there's a at some point you have to look at this as a human's right as a as a as a, as a thing that's affecting americans and and humans uh opposed to you know just you having to find some you know you have to personally identify with it in order to be a part of the cause uh, it, it has to be, you know, it has to be a, it has to be, you know, a conversation of, do you see, do you see this as a problem for human beings? And are you, are you acknowledging that, that black people are, are human just like white people are? Cause if that's the case, then it's a, then and, it's not an issue, you know, but if, but if we're not even at that but, point, then. And I would say to you that a lot of the opposition is that people do think black people are people and that, and that the majority are okay. And it is in re-education and real scene, not, you know, I, again, I think it's about seeing back to I worked at an all-black office in Chicago and I got an education I saw people in a way that I I hadn't seen them in my life not because I chose not to or whatever it just it wasn't in my circle yeah. and and I, I saw things differently so I think that that for me I'm on that like I protested but after a while I was like okay what now what do I want and this is how this came about yeah um and then and then and trying to I I want to and I see it so I think social media and I also think in the entertainment world is just how everybody showed up suddenly we see all these ads where it's all black actors shows suddenly are you know coming back and like you said last time it was like well they had those all in the can and they didn't use them and now that and that's right white america needs to see a, all sides of black america and it's been highlighted mainly with a negative yeah. and that's not okay that has to change that has to change and to lead that to a large degree. And I think that that's going to be productive. I really do. I think that that's the way in. If you change somebody's heart and understand and they start to care about you, 
they see you differently. And I, this is a, a, an example. Yeah. Uh, another, my eldest son was um, a teenager in the height of Chicago Bulls, you know, fame about it, right? And um, we were sitting in the car at the bank and he was in the passenger seat, was looking at a car ahead of us. And suddenly he said to me, mom, I wouldn't want you to date. And I was just like, what? In my brain. And I looked in the car ahead of us and it was a, 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 a couple that, and I was like, really? I was like, huh, what makes you think that way? And he's like, I don't know. I just, this wouldn't make me feel it's like, okay. I was like, well, what if that guy was Michael Jordan? What would you think of that? And of course he's like, <laughs> um, and I realized that it was just familiarity. It was um, hailing someone, respecting some, somebody he could identify with that he really liked, you know? Um, but it was also limited exposure yeah. and, and different. I think, again, it's in the heart and in the head. And when you care, you change. But you have to make people care, getting angry too. But ultimately it's about caring and understanding. Yeah. I believe change that perspective. Yeah. And that's what I saw in the Chelsea Handler thing. I was appalled that this chick got to go have, and this other guy didn't, that made me mad at her. Isn't that, it was, was I was mad at her. She gets to tra la 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 off she goes while he still struggles. I'm like, throw him some dough, man. Throw him some of your million. Yeah. And, and, and like know, something that, very, that very feeling is literally um, like that very feeling is the, is the, is the plight, you know, when, uh, when, yeah. when they talk about the plight yeah. of black America and, yeah. you know, sort of the privilege of not even being able to see that. Uh, you know, like it, it wasn't until yeah. she addressed it and looked at the effects of it that you see that you, it's, you know, it's always in hindsight, you know, like it, it, it's not something you see, but like, and, and will yeah. tell, you know, it, it's, it's, and that's what I hope. So yeah. Yeah. Time will tell. And so uh, we've covered a lot of ground. Oh yeah. <laughs> time <for> sure. will <laughs> tell. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I think we'll, we'll wrap it up right now. Um, you know, I think it was a really great conversation. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, it's really interesting now because with all the social distancing and, and all the stuff that's happening just across the country, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff available to like read, uh, that's really contemporary about this, you know, like a lot of articles, a lot of, a couple of books are coming out, mm -hmm. uh, podcasts, movies, TV shows. It's, uh, you know, a lot of those things are, you know, there's a lot see, of a lot of contemporary stuff to sort of like. See, that's what reference. I'm talking about. You know, like it, and and I well, think this sort of this you know sets this moves it moves the conversation forward in a way that like you know we haven't necessarily that's right. seen before, uh, which is interesting. You know, really interesting, and so uh, and so as we I think sort that of, that's what we were 
Yeah. And before we wrap, I want to tell you about one more thing. Is just I, that one more thing that I added today or this early, early this morning on YouTube, um, which I think would be anybody who's listening, you can go to YouTube. Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl. And it was written by this woman who was a slave. Um, and it's a full book by Harriet Ann Jacobs writing as Linda Brent. And it's a, a eight part series on YouTube about a woman who was a slave and her family is slaves. It is it, like not contemporary and it is contemporary. And I think that that's what I was saying is that I think the, this is what's coming out. We all people, not just the contrived, manipulative, disrespectful version of what you wants to show Americans. You know, even Snoop Dogg, I saw him on Jada Pinkett's Red Table Talk. And he was talking about Gail King, um, about um, how she he felt like she was not not supporting god after kobe died god that just kills yeah. um and she made the comment about you know what had happened years ago with him and dog just ripped her apart and she got death threats and everything but he went on jada pinkett's show and he um talking about the stereotype of black males and how they've been represented in rap and videos and all of that kind of of stuff and um he said he goes when i try to do something good musically it doesn't sell and so the the production companies and the people they're like you got to go back to the stuff you were doing before because that's what they want you got to give them what they want so this hopefully the broader perspective is going to be the thing that also serves as the ultimate real and um that's the goal hopefully god i this is god it's gotta change yeah it's uh it's gotta change it's uh you know i think that yeah only time will tell i think that that's just what that's what comes down to like only time will tell and 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 we'll keep bringing for topics and yeah you know it's uh yeah i think uh you know with that i think we'll we'll wrap it up you know again it's a it's always a great conversation. Uh, always a lot of stuff that we pull back from and yep. and have to have to dwell on it and process over the next week, and uh, and come. Listen, back. chew on it, chew yeah. on it, and have an opinion about it. Like it, dislike it, it's okay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, uh, and so, be safe. You know, you're definitely in the heat. Of, you're definitely in the throes of it right now. You know, and so, uh, and so, be safe. We are, so, uh, you know. Uh, wash your hands drink a lot of water you too uh and uh and i will uh, <laughs> and wear your freaking masks oh my gosh i have like a collection of i have a collection of maybe like like eight or nine right now so i have like a i have an n95 like, mask my like i have a bunch of cloth ones um some like disposable ones uh you know everybody come on yes. Like Wear the freaking mask when you're going out, man. Yeah, it, it's it's necessary, you know. It's 
uh, it's necessary. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Till next time. It's Until been great. Until next time. Yep. Have a good one. Be safe. And I will chat with you later.